podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Welcome to episode 16 of the Celtic Exchange. This is Tino and today I'm joined by Miff and Sinke. So at the time of recording, nothing official has yet been confirmed regarding the appointment of Celtic's new head coach, but all signs point towards Eddie Howe as being the man for the job. It's a move which seems to have unified the support, at least for the most part, and could see some very exciting times ahead for the club as the rebuild gets underway. On the park, there's still this season's Scottish Cup to defend, and John Kennedy and the players took the first step towards doing so with a comfortable victory over Falkirk to send us into an interesting fourth-round tie. Miff, a happy Easter to you. What are you more excited about at this time of celebration? Number one, the return of your main man, James Forrest. Number two, the next round of the Scottish Cup. Or number three, what looks like the imminent arrival of Eddie Howe at Celtic Park. Well, happy Easter, Tino. Thank you. Um, happy Easter, dear listeners. Uh, what am I most excited about out of that? I would say the draw. Uh, beating, beating Rangers at Ibrox in the Scottish Cup would be a, a welcome fill-up for what has been a terrible season. <laughs> um, I, would, I, I think that, that's quite exciting. It gives us something to aim for. We know, we know that the path that's laid out in front is... And it gives us it gives us something to to really get motivated for. The danger is, you know, the the thing that worries me most, especially with the, the ongoing and more intense speculation about the manager. And it did worry me prior to the Falkirk game as well. Is it does feel like a, a listless, rudderless ship at the moment. And the longer it goes without a manager coming in, Brown announcing that he's leaving, the fact that there's going to be such a state of flux and transition, you're just worried that gets a bit out of control and the end of the season just runs away and becomes a, an unmitigated disaster. You know, performances drop, motivation drops, intensity drops, and it becomes really disorganised. So I think it's to Kennedy's credit that he's ma- he's managed to maintain a, a level of performance throughout that. He, he's obviously got enough of a handle on on the players where he's been able to kind of uh, keep them keep them up to it. Although you would also say that that's maybe down to the professionalism of the players and the fact that a guy like Brown is still there and is still driving it. In terms of the management speculation, um, nervy that the speculation has become so intense that the son of all people seem to be the ones that are keeping the fans informed. I, I have major issues with that. And just the fact we seem to have indulged in this media parade without the deal being done, it's very unceltic like very unceltic like and I don't like it. Yeah, I think with Brendan Rodgers, you heard the deal was done when the deal was done. Yes. And that was it, so that's that's not so good. Um, Sinke, uh, welcome back. First of all, after your recent hiatus, good to have you back <laughs> in the show. Be, good to be back, boys. Good to be back. <laughs> what, uh, how do you feel about things at the moment? Uh, more optimistic, Tino. So, I mean, Miff just touched on it, the speculation. I mean, he's Eddie Howe's into one to three, as short as that, with the bookmakers at the moment. So it's looking pretty much like he's the main man. Keen's out to 21. I don't know if he's a fancy a wee flutter on that but um, no I'm, I'm very very optimistic um, watched a couple of things about Eddie Howe I don't know if you boys had a chance to see it it was um, the training camp over in Spain mm-hmm. and I, I, I obviously knew about him for his time at Bournemouth and I thought he was a, a good talker and a good speaker whenever he was interviewed he looks like he'll come in and do a good, a good job I'm really really positive about him he's, you watch him interacting with the players he's, he's, 40, he's 43 so mm-hmm. I think he'll come in he'll be, a hung, he'll be hungry 
he'll be hungry. He's been at the game since Banks August with the Bournemouth yep. start uh, last August. So yeah, excited. I, it's good. It's a bit of optimism in terms of much the top top of the Scottish Cup as well. That's the cup final. That's the biggie. That's 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 the game in it. Yeah, that's but, the one. Yeah, I mean after a, a, a torrid season today, there's there's genuine reasons for optimism. So that's good. Um, you mentioned there, Sweddy, how yeah, forty three. I think uh, I read that he was also when he departed. Uh, Bournemouth in August he was the longest serving manager in the English Premier League at that time so a bit of longevity there from his five years mm-hmm. there's a lot of people I've seen a lot of chat on Twitter people questioning his win rate so I believe his win rate is something in the region of 40% right now if you're the Bournemouth manager I think that's absolutely fine so I was looking to, by comparison a team like Man City are somewhere about the early 70s in terms of you know your win rate I think they've won uh, 22 of their 30 league games a season for example plus some cup competition 40% is absolutely fine and then some for Bournemouth isn't it? Ah, that's, that's, a, that's a, good, a decent record considering where they brought them from I mean the bottom all the way up to the it was ninth I think they finished in the, in the Premier the, the first season in there but for me like there's been a big debate about um Bringing in a winner, he's not got the winning mentality. You mentioned the forty percent there. There's no many managers out there, like apart from like obviously people of managed Celtic or former players that have got that winning sixty percent, fifty odd percent record. So mm-hmm. for me, that is decent. You know, you're right, you're spot on. Um, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I've seen someone compare comparing these record his forty percent with Neil Lennon's seventy odd percent at Celtic, and it's apples and bowling balls mm-hmm. kind of thing. You're just not a fair comparison at all. Um, Matt, what's your your feel on that? Do you feel Eddie how has or can get that winning mentality that's needed to succeed at Celtic? Yes, I do. Um, just purely on the basis, Rodgers would be the, the classic example of that as somebody that had came up and taken the, the Liverpool job out of the equation. Jobs had done it, Watford, Swansea and Redden. Prior to that, it would have probably been a similar par. We, we had a how. I think the difference is how stayed in the one job for quite a long time. He's came up through the ranks but then spent how many seasons four five seasons in the, five in, I think. five in the Premier League so his win percentage would have suffered as a result of that as, as a result of keeping a, a small provincial club mm. in the Premier League for so long where they, they, they wouldn't have won as, as many games as as others in the league but by all accounts how is an intense character and that is ultimately what, what will make or break him should he be announced as Celtic manager that's what will make or break him because intensity is welcome here to live and breathe it that's the way it kind of is with Celtic Rangers um, but also that it could become too much and that that's just the bit of the worry that I have with, with how um, because he is such an intense character that it just it just might completely overwhelm now we're all saying this nobody really knows it's complete guesswork mm. it, it really comes down to and I think the success that that Rangers have enjoyed with with Gerard is because they have given him time and they put they, they showed faith in him and his backroom staff. They put a structure in place and they said, No, you're a man and we're going to back you. Now, I would like to think that not only the Celtic board, but also the Celtic fans are going to do the same for how or whoever is appointed. I would say how is a less divisive appointment than anybody else that's out there. Mm-hmm. So for that alone, he's the standout candidate because most people would get on board with him. If you appointed the likes of Akin or a Maresca or, or anyone else that had been mentioned, I think there would be enough of a 50-50 there. I mean, you even look at something, look at my Twitter, and you can see, I can see immediately the, the difference in how Dyla's time at Celtic is looked upon. He was such a... The people that loved him really loved him, absolutely adored him, to the point where they couldn't see his faults. 
then there was a whole swathe of fans hated him to the point they didn't go to the games. <laughs> that was how much they hated him and they hated his brand of football. So that that becomes a dangerous thing because like like we know under Dyla, yeah, we were still winning things, stands were empty. Mm-hmm. You need someone to be appointed that the fans are going to get behind. And I think, how is that man? Me personally, I'm not 100% convinced, but by the same at the same token, who, who else is out there that's a standout candidate other than him? There, there's not really yeah. anyone. It, it would require somebody like, I, I don't know, somebody like Moyes, say, wanting to leave West Ham, come to Celtic, not going to happen. No, and I don't think Moyes would, you know, unify the support either. That's the thing. There, there's no real answer. A lot of folk have said, oh, Eddie Howe's not the answer. Okay, that's fine. Who is the answer? Because who's who's the guy that's, uh, you know, won titles everywhere he's gone, won trophies in Europe, knows the Scottish game inside out and is just banging the door down to come and be the Celtic gaffer? It doesn't exist. So you need to be realistic. And I think in terms of the, you know, the the... the, the market that we operate in I think Eddie Howe is potentially as good as we could get Matthew and I spoke in weeks gone past about the fact that Celtic needed to appoint someone who would galvanise the support now you'll never 100% achieve that but I think this will probably if it goes ahead be as close as we can get Aye I mean somebody like Moyes David Moyes probably behind it maybe at a funeral or something like that but certainly not to galvanise an entire support mm-hmm. um, I I would say how how is is still young enough whereby he might not necessarily get immediately bitten by the Premier League bug again. He's been there and done that. He would come up here, he stayed at Bournemouth for a while. I dare say he had other offers. He was touted for many jobs such as Arsenal and even England, I think, at yep. one point, if I, if I was right, right saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was only just um, through the week getting touted for the England under-21 job because Boothroyd has managed to take a really good pool of talented players and do absolutely hee-haw with them. Yep. So... Somebody like how and, and it's for that coaching element you can see why his his profile would, would fit with that type of job. So he's he's still well regarded down in England, but what we need at this point is not just somebody to come in and give us a Wim Jansen season and, and win once and then bugger off again. We need somebody that's got to come in and really the foundations again and move the club on again. And I think based on how how's longevity at Bournemouth, that's why he ticks that particular box as well. Yeah, I think he's the kind of manager that looks at every project and I use that you know that word pointedly I think he, he treats everything like a pro he wouldn't go in and say I don't know you get Sam Allardyce sort of go in and say I'll do six months and save this club Eddie who's not interested in anything like that he wants to go in and bring his whole ethos and philosophy to the party and say right this is where I'll be for the next three, five whatever years mm-hmm. so I think that's what, what is you know what can excite the fans Sinky you'd mentioned you'd watched a, a number of videos and different things recently mm-hmm. there's one that I've watched which I would definitely recommend it's free on YouTube it's called Minus 17 right. don't know if any of you lads caught that Minus 17 and the reason it's called Minus 17 is when Eddie Howe first took the job on at Bournemouth in 2008-2009 mm-hmm. they started that season with a 17 point deduction due to financial irregularities and, and what have you so Minus 17 is a you know, obviously, a kind of relevant name to that. They were facing dropping out of the football league as well as liquidation, and we all know what liquidation means: dead, history oh, gone, sure. no oh, trophies, the lot, lads. You're on it today. Liquidation is forever. <laughs> um, I'm sure it means you need to start again, doesn't it? It is. So basically, at that point, they started the season 17 points uh, behind. Mm-hmm. It was actually Eddie Howe didn't take the start of that season. Though there was another guy, I think his name's Kevin Bond, started the season. Then another guy came in and then Eddie Howe was appointed on New Year's Eve. So the season was already well underway and he then performed miracles and, and managed to to save the day. It's well worth a watch. It's a real insight into, I suppose, that club at that time, which is interesting in general. But what Eddie Howe done, to, to use that word again, to galvanise his squad and to get them all on board. A real 
insight into to what's going on. Thanks to Tony McLaughlin, actually, of Celtic Trends. It was he who highlighted that, so well worth a watch. But there's so much going on in, in any bit of footage you see. There's, I think, the coach's voice have got some videos out and different things. Mm-hmm. Everything you see about him is very, very impressive, isn't it? Yeah, I think he sounds quite boring. Oh, bore me <laughs> to tears, Miff, if you can win trophies. Aye, but no, I think so. he's a bit, you know, he's just a bit... Mm. He doesn't need to be show busy, he doesn't need to be singing and dancing as long as he's winning games of football. I know, I know, but just even, I, I, I did see one video when they were training in La Manga and he's on his... Hiya, a bit Alan Partridge-esque, I thought. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's the video I was told, that's the one I liked. Ah, yeah, 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 just, I'm just, but again, he's not there to motivate Don't, me, is he? Uh, yeah. I, oh no, I'm, I'm not a professional football player, you, you can imagine... They, they, they might they might respond to a guy like that. I'm just saying, personality wise, I, I don't I don't think he's got he's got a huge personality. Although what he's achieved in the game is is notable. So yeah. you know maybe maybe it's just me. Do you want somebody that's got to be coming in high fiving folk? You know, aye. I think you want the guy that's got to be first up in the karaoke. Aye, I, I, I know, no, I know. That's that's my. And I, I dare say when he was like that, you know. So maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, but definitely um, a serious character when it comes to his football. So you know, as you say, if nothing's been confirmed just yet, but I think he's wanting to get excited I've got, about. I've got the fear about that. The the non confirmation yes, of it so far. I've got the fear about that. <laughs> Is this, is this where Did you're you say Roy Keane was 21? <laughs> Did you? I keep your money. Oh. Yeah. No, nothing's done till it's done, but I think we should go on the basis that this is where it's headed. So hopefully we get good news, uh, you know, in the next 48 hours or so. Uh, Definitely. Do you know something? He's, he's going to have a chance to put his stamp on it big time because we mentioned the rebuild job. He's kind of starting for. Oh, it's, it's looking like pretty much scratch, <laughs> like with the obviously different departures and stuff. So he will, he will get a chance. And you're just what you said, right? He, he will need time. What hundred percent? What surprises most people that are are new to the the Glasgow experience, shall we call it, <laughs> is the sheer scale of both clubs in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And you you only need to see that by what's happened across the the city, the, the reawakening of uh, the fans who were notably quiet for the past 10 years. And Celtic have enjoyed a, a spell of, of dominance, but that in itself has created it's created a monster. It's a, created a fan base so hungry for success, consistent success, that Howe will become very, very aware of that very, very quickly. And that t- he will not have had that type of notoriety mm-hmm. or scrutiny before. And if, if he delivers fairly quickly, he is going to be elevated to a status that is... You know, way beyond anything he's done previously in, in, in the game. Now that in itself raises his stock for a, for a move back down south, and that that is ultimately the dream that we are selling. Whether it's for a player or mm-hmm. for a manager, mm-hmm. you come in, you get this rebuild right in four years, five years, you're back down the road, picking a top half job, which clearly, even despite the job he was doing at Bournemouth, he didn't have mm-hmm. down in England. Otherwise, he would have been away. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's no doubt there's. You know, Eddie Howe hasn't experienced Glasgow football in life and it would take a you know a period of adjustment. Martin Neal hadn't experienced it, Brendan Rodgers, but what these guys did uh, very well, of course, was adjusted. If you've mentioned it previously, you know, just talking about the context of this season, life, if not football, is all about how you adjust. So Rangers did adjust well to the COVID situation in a way that Celtic didn't. And from Eddie Howe's point of view, he will have to adjust, but very quickly to Glasgow life. And, you know, even just, you know, throwaway comments that you could make in a press conference as a Bournemouth manager, you can't do so, you know, when it's in the hotbed of Glasgow football. So, But I think he'll learn that. I think he'll be well advised and he should be. And he'll also speak to others in the game. I believe he's got a decent relationship with Brendan Rodgers, for example. And I'm sure he'll reach out to these guys 
if he has to become Celtic <laughs> manager, and I suppose that does remain the if. Sinky, you mentioned, of course, whether it's Eddie Howe or otherwise, there's a, a huge rebuild required uh, ahead of next season, you know, to transform a team to one that, you know, will A, compete to win the league, and B, will qualify for group stage European football, whether that's Champions League or Europa. What I've got ahead of me here is basically a squad list, you know, running through the team in terms of um, who's currently available and who's out on loan. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see who will remain. I'll run through this quite quickly, but basically, for the various positions, goalkeeper, defenders, midfielder, strikers, there's not a lot of definites on that list as to who will definitely remain here next year. Goalkeepers, you've got the three we know of, Barkas, Bain and Hazard. All three will very probably be here, but they're probably not good enough, so we know that. In terms of defenders, Julian Taylor and Welsh, I think, will be here. There's question marks over Ayer, Ralston, Bolingoli, of all folk, and Henry. And at the moment, not returning, is John Joe Kenny, Shane Duffy, Diego Laxalt. Uh, in the midfield, I think there's five who will be around. Sorrow, Turnbull, McGregor, Forrest and Mikey Johnson. I don't think McGregor will be here. OK, and we'll get into that in a wee minute because I know there's speculation. Uh, and there's serious question marks over another five, which is Rogic, Christie, Cham, Shved and Beaton. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and <laughs> well, Shved, I can't believe he got on a squad last. <laughs> and on the, the exit list... Scott Brown confirmed, Moyel Yunusi, not our player. Strikers-wise, we could have zero strikers mm-hmm. in theory. I know. Because Griff, Ayeti, Klamala and Bayo, they're very much in the maybe category. And I think Edward will be off. What do you take on that, Matt? Oh, um, <laughs> well, I, I think Edward aside, most fans would be happy at the thought of none of those strikers being there next season. That's That's how I would see it me personally I think at least two of them would have to go um, Bio has scored goals for Toulouse if you remove the fact that he was a Celtic loanee and we were linked with a guy who'd scored you know 8 goals in 16 games for Toulouse you'd think oh, well, that's not bad but he looked so raw when he played with Celtic and it's a different game you play like, like you've seen with Kamala as well we need a player that can play with our back to goals, link the play, as well as make those decisive runs and behind defences. Now that that asks for a, almost a unique striker. We've saw even going as far back as strikers that have got decent records in England, like um, Marc Antoine Fortuny. You saw his his general play just was not good enough up to the standard of what a Celtic striker needs. Now, not everybody's a Gary Hooper. <laughs> not everybody is a Gary Hooper. Where they're good looking, they're fast. They're strong. They can play with their back to goal and they're a goal machine. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, even somebody else, Timo Pukki, another classic example, who, a guy who looked like, I, he didn't look like a football player when he played with Celtic. He's been doing, you know, mm-hmm. scored goals in the Premier League, but just his general play was not good enough to play as, as a Celtic number nine. Mm-hmm. So somebody in Edward who's, who's leaving, it's very... It's very disappointing and it'll be a, a sad day because he's just been he's been a joy to watch, absolute joy to watch him develop and just get better and better. But if we're if we're being honest, this season he's he's produced the numbers, but the general play, his general play has not been anywhere near the, the standard. So it feels like it's coming to that natural end. The one small caveat to that is somebody with a bit of gravitas, such as an Eddie Howe, dare I say, coming in chucking a bit of money at him for another year to help him along the way wouldn't it be the most ridiculous thing I've heard in the world um, mm. 
However, if we get another season like we've had this season, then you'd probably take the money. So, um, for for me, I, I think it just coincides with the whole fresh start element. I know I, I'm on record before as saying I, I've just got a thing about Griffiths where I just want him so badly to succeed. Uh, and I know people will be listening to this going, shut up, you mean nugget. But I, I, I just, aye, it's just me. I, that's just me. I'm just a safety with stuff like that. However, Ajeti and Kamala on your way. Yeah. Sankey, what do you think of the squad, how it's currently looking and how it might look next it's, year? It's scary because every manager's come in, like Rogers and even Lennon and stuff like that. They've, they've added one or two players like to, the, to, their, to their squad. This is like a full, like, Rebuild, pretty much, yeah. isn't it? I don't know if you mentioned the keepers and you were talking about the squad there. Good. I did. So, you know, but, do you not listen to me? I sometimes. Um, I'm just hoping that. Lads, I'm sensing a bit of tension. No, here, no. Like, I, I, come on. He's at least to get off his come chest. On. Come on, lads. Like, man, man, we're at, we're, see, imagine this is going on the Celtic dressing room. I know. Do you know what I mean? There's a disconnect. JK's picking up. I know what it feels like now. I've got a big nose as well, so I know what it feels like. Do you know I'm just hoping that when Boris makes his announcement this week that he opens up the he opens up the corridor to Greece so we can send the keeper back. But apparently, I've seen that. I've seen that as well. How was linked Aye. with Barkas when he was at, at Bournemouth. Now, th- these are all these wee threads. The other one's in Cham. For me, it's Marseille have clearly been that on your way, pal. Mm-hmm. But we've seen enough of in Cham playing in Scotland at the, when he's in the, the team regularly and playing. Mm-hmm. He has a class above. I know. Yeah. So it, it's interesting to think that a, a good coach with a good coaching setup and structure coming in and these players, maybe even like a Bios or a Shved or somebody like that, coming in, getting coached right. properly and used to the best of their ability yeah. and trusted in a team, you might see a different player. This is the thing we don't know. Hey, Rogers, Rogers, look, the, play, the players Rogers inherited and they, they kicked on your Christie's and your McGregor's and Rogic, stuff. Rogic, Forrest. Uh, all, all of them like, became much better players under, under the right coach and the right leadership. So for me, there's an opportunity to work with some of the boys that you mentioned that are going to be obviously staying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's a scary thought. Like, when you look at the squad as it is and what next season looks like, it's really hard. Like, you, you could even put down on paper what you're expecting 11 would be next year. You'd probably block it to get three or four at the list you mentioned on that. I don't think this chat's went the way you were expecting it, you know, because I'm not quite excited. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> when I'm reading out of those Instead games, you're d- doom and gloom, I'm going, wait a minute, man, what if he comes in now? No, I've got shred in the back of my tablet. <laughs> shred seven. Happy, happy days, man. Be even he's been like me. I mean, I was reading it this morning. He's been like me a few players already. Talking about uh, Steve Cook, centre half. Aye, yeah. Oof, man, he's agricultural to say, say the least. But, Duffy but again, <laughs> maybe we need that. But, well, he doesn't miss the ball as much as Big Duffy, thankfully. Right. But again, that, this is this is the thing. This is why you need the deal done, ASAP, mm-hmm. because you, it just opens this whole can of worm speculation this that the next thing what players they want to keep what does he know get him in get him in as quickly as possible and even if it is with Kennedy holding and picking the team at the end of the season just without observing the full winner mm-hmm. get him in that, that's a question actually I'd like to ask so there's again there's much, away, much debate on Twitter just now about and actually even just you know today fresh on the back of the the, the Scottish Cup draw that will play as the Rangers if they beat Cove um, big if suggesting that get him in now get him to do his magic for the next couple of weeks and blah, blah, blah. There's no way he's going to take on the remains of this season, is he? I would say so. I would say oh, get him no. in. No, no, I'd, I'd definitely get him no, in. 100%. I, I, I look at this the other way. Everybody's gone, oh, you don't want him associated with this disaster of a season. What person would ever view how coming in, even if he doesn't win a game at the end of the season, mm-hmm. that is in no way his fault. 
Right. So it, how can you? It'll you know, go on his CV. Oh, I can't wait. Get an oh, CV get, done. Honestly, get, CV get, done. Get him in. Minus, he's, he's already done a minus seventeen job. You know what I mean? Honestly, get him in. The get him in. No, get him in because there's there's two things. I mean, I couldn't disagree with you no, two more on that. I, I really could. Good, good. Well, I'm just what I'm going to see is the thing is getting him in the new. Get a lift for the Scottish Cup, right? That, they weren't they impressed. They weren't impressed. First, first of all, they weren't they weren't impressed, right, right? The players, but also he can see who he fancies, and then the players you've mentioned can see if they fancy him. Yeah, that, that's. That, it's, it's a two-way street. That's that's the bit I'll, I get. So if if the squad are so disenchanted with just how this season's went, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right, just imagine, put yourself in, in the position of being a player in that squad. Then, right? Yeah. The comings and goings you've seen, you've probably, you know, by all accounts, it's not been a a, a happy home or a, a a happy ship to be on. Somebody like who comes in and it changes things and straight away you're gone. Aye, you know so. To me, it just could have a completely galvanising effect on the whole club. And that then catapults you for the rest of the season. So we'll play Rangers in less than two weeks' mm-hmm. time, right? I'm going to give Eddie Howe Easter Monday off. And I'm going to give him Tuesday to come in and do all the fanfare. So at best, he'll start on Wednesday. And he's got a week and a half to then come in and say, love what you're doing, guys, slash hate what you're doing. Here's my formation. Here's how I play football. Here's how I train. Here's my backroom staff. Here's, here's Steve how Cook. It's, here's right, how it's right. all going <laughs> to go. Cookie. Right, Cook stuff with Samus. And you don't think that would disrupt any sort of potential getting into that game against Rangers? That, that would absolutely drive a, a, a coach and horses through anything John Kennedy's doing. I think that would be mental. I kind of believe that you think that that's a good idea that he comes in and takes charge of the well, Rangers he's game. He's mainly coming in as a figurehead, I would say. I don't think he's necessarily going to come, up, come in and rip everyone up. As I said, he has to come in and observe. Now, he's he's probably going to come in with his own ideas. Well, he's definitely going to come in with his own ideas, but you take my point mm-hmm. that w- with such a, a small amount of the season left, the temptation is just to go... It's been a complete car crash, right? Big, big Kenners, you can take that. Aye. Go on, you can take that. Aye, put it, put it, put it, put it in Kennedy's CV instead. You know what I mean? Like, you can take that big man. Just, just but, you watch for the back, but, but you know it's aye, big Kennedy's fault. Lennon, Lennon last year, like, and they're, they're, they're getting the job in the shower after the game. Yeah. But obviously, it's the same. He comes in, sees what he's working with, like, and as I said to you, it, it does work both ways, as Miff said, about the players buying into him, see what, see what he's like, because that, that could have a big impact on them for next season. But what I, would, what I will say to you as well, we've all been in, we've all been in jobs before, but we've, we've stayed because of the, ga- the gaffer, even though the work's no great, uh-huh. even though the environment's no great, you've stayed uh-huh. because yep. the gaffer's. It's got something about them. You run through brick walls for them. Even you, a wee, a wee, uh, a wee cold. You, you, if you don't, 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 Get him in the new. You're not doing your own CV any good here if any of your future employees, <laughs> uh, employers here this okay. I'm not being serious, but like I got you need that you need someone a your figurehead and I don't think he'd come in to you know, I don't think he'd rip it up straight away. He needs to see what he's working with and he needs to see what he's what, what the build's gonna be like for next year. Well yeah. the, the, the point I, I was midway through through making there when I, I don't know what, what happened is but <laughs> if you just think eh, how the players have been feeling, what that just transition is the word. Mm. And it's the top to bottom of the club. What better way to galvanise the whole club than this new guy coming in just as quickly as possible? Why wait? Why wait? We know the job that needs done. Never mind this guilt by association with the season. Who cares? See if he comes in mm. and gets beat six games in a row whilst he's trying to implement these changes and weed out who he doesn't want. So, Fine. Mm. So it's be not, it. It's not his team. T- to me, it, ju- it just 
has to happen as quickly as possible so how can get his feet under the table as quickly as possible yeah. and see see let's be perfectly frank if we don't win the Scottish Cup and we don't beat Rangers in, in the league we're not going to be any worse we're all expecting that let's be honest most of these are expecting that to happen yeah but I'm somewhere in between in terms of what I should think with Howe so if you know he has announced in the coming days but absolutely he should be around mm-hmm. and you know getting his uh, work in order getting his house in order for next year Dominic Mackay is not officially Celtic CEO at this moment in time but you can't tell me and Dermot Desmond has revealed that he's definitely involved Aye. in some yep. you know decision making uh, you know as part of the, uh, this role Eddie Howe should be exactly the same. You can't tell me that he'll sign a contract this week and say, hey lads, see you in July, all the best. I'm away to watch the Euros and chill out for a few months. He will absolutely be doing his work. If he's not already started, by the way, he's the kind of guy, I believe he was doing his own due diligence and he'll be assessing the squad and looking at what he's got and what he doesn't have. And I think that could happen. And there's no reason why he shouldn't be at Lennox Town this week to meet the players, tell them that he knows all about them and that he's around, but he's obviously taking a back step at this moment in time. I, I think... Um, Rogers would probably come into that, I think, for the due diligence point of view. I've um, no doubt. I'd, I'd suspect that. Um, yeah, but I, I, listen, I, I suppose I'm really just trying to look for the, the positive. And the positive for me would be whoever the new man is, because how's not confirmed yet? Mm-hmm. Whoever the new man is, the quicker they come in, the better. That's just my, my personal opinion. That's how, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. But for the reasons I've stated, get in, get your feet under the table, assess the squad. You know, still let Kennedy do the day to day until such times as you've got your entire backroom team in and you have identified your targets and you know who you're keeping and you know who you're letting go and you know who it's possible to keep because it might be that how comes in and has conversations with people who are maybe that 50 50 way comes in and watches Elianus in training and says, I want to buy him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, those types of things. There's something to that. I mean, obviously we don't have time to get through the, the full squad list in terms of the individuals, but somebody you mentioned with that you'd like to spend a bit of time on is Callum McGregor. So rumours are afoot again that he's been linked again uh, with Brendan Rodgers Leicester. What's your take on that? What are you, what are you seeing? Well, the jungle drums were that he'd agreed to go to Leicester and then changed his mind to, to stay for the... Well... The Fable 10. The Fable 10. Mm. Uh, so, based on his... <coughs> performances this season they're probably as well gone because he he hasn't been at the level uh, but neither have the team so I think it goes it goes hand in hand it's not necessarily just Callum McGregor's fault it's, it's the full the full thing's been a, a shambles but you know he's 27 now he's gave us his service I would rather he stayed than went but it's one of those ones where if he wants to go and try his hand down the, the Premier League I think his talents deserve that I would rather he stayed and played a part in, in the rebuild because on his day playing in his preferred position he is absolutely outstanding yeah if you lose him it really leaves uh, Sorrell as your only defensive midfielder in that central position obviously Scott Brown as we know is gone and it would be Sorrell Turnbull James Forrest I think will be around Mikey Johnson hopefully will kick on and maybe Tom Rogic is your only definite midfielders I'm taking Beaton out of the equation because enough's enough with that nonsense uh, and Cham Nobody knows. He doesn't know. So we, we certainly don't know. I, I, I would imagine in Cham, I would love to think that he could come back and play in a team that would suit him. But I think the fact that he's been back to France will probably lead to him getting a move back there. You know, he's he's been abroad for a number of years because it was at Man City that he came, mm. he came through it. So the fact that he's been back in France, um, that would normally lead to him getting a move to a team in, in League One, I, I would think. League Anne. Uh. Um, okay, so yeah, so looking at the squad, obviously 
it's it's no secret there's a you know a huge turnaround and you know what to be done ahead of next season. And the question is, you know, should that start this season? So, as you'll have seen, I'm sure from Twitter last night when the the team came out pre-match, the the usual online riot started about who should and shouldn't have been in and different things and lots of debate. Some healthy, some not so much. So I, I ended up having an exchange after the game last night with a chap on Twitter called Kieran Laverty, um, and just quite an interesting back and forth. And Kieran is of the opinion, and, and I'd be really keen to hear what you lads think, is of the opinion that we should be using these remaining games to not only, but, you know, predominantly feature guys who are absolutely going to be there next season. So it's guys like, you know, Soros and Ayetis, perhaps even Barkas. He mentioned the young lad, Adam Montgomery. Should he be in and around the squads and different things? My opinion differs from that. I think John Kennedy should play the strongest team possible for every game. Uh, John Kennedy doesn't care to an extent at this time about next year. He's got to look at the here and now. And I think the Scottish Cup should be an absolute priority. So what do you think about uh, Kieran's suggestion about, you know, featuring guys for next year that, you know, will likely be here? We need to finish strong. And you just hit the point. I would always play, play my strongest team. Um, it's different when you win the league. Honestly, I see if you're in the league and then you start bringing in the youngsters and you start playing them when you when you've conceded a league the way we did and like with the performances we had, you need to go with the strongest eleven every single game and don't get me wrong, there will be some opportunities some opportunities for some of the younger boys to come feel like your Hendersons as well. I mean, as a as a player in there as well. So he's he's away on loan just now. So good luck with that. Aye. But I'm talking about Dunfermline. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Up, up, to, up to all my Celtic news. Um, I'm talking <laughs> for, for next season, boys like yeah. that, like and Ian Montgomery's and stuff. So uh, if you win the league 100%, you would start blood, blood and players in for the for the following season. But if you've conceded a league, they would be definitely not. Strongest mm-hmm. 11 every day. Yeah, what do you think, Miff? Yeah, I would say, like everything else in life, it's a balance. You want to try and give players a chance. The likes of Ajay Klamala. Barkas Barkas is the one for me that you know playing him against Falkirk you'd probably argue he would have stood in goals and not really done much so that there, there mm. wouldn't be much point in actually playing him but Barkas is the one that stands out for me is that people have written him off but the, the, it's a complete 50-50 for me you know I don't think he's done so much wrong that you can hang him out to dry but likewise it just it it's just that lack of presence that worries me. It just seems he's like a big drain pipe, isn't he? You know, keepers are normally, you know, they're, they're commanding the, the way they move about. They're athletic. I just, he just seems so laid back and languid. I don't, I don't know. It, it just, they just want. He's an experienced international goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I just want, want him to show that. I and and I, I don't know. I, 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 he, the, the jury's still out for me. I've not completely written Barkas off of him being honest. You can call me a mug if you want, but. Um, no, I, I think I think he's the one that should be playing because we know we know what Bain is, mm. and and Bain to be fair, other than trying to knock his own player out, he's been fairly consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, Hazard, yeah. I, 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 he was culpable for a goal. He, he made his international mm. debut, but he wasn't culpable. He, he missed missed one getting right under, right underneath him, didn't it? Right. Um, so. But he's still young, so for me, Hazard going out and loan to maybe a, a Championship League One team would, would be obvious for next season, get him, get him some experience. Uh, I, I think you need to try and find out who you want to keep, although it's hard again because Kennedy knows he's maybe not going to be there either. It's just, it's, it, you look at the whole thing and you go, if you're Kennedy, you've probably just got to do the simplest thing, and that's try and play your strongest team. He's rested Edward 
and McGregor, rightly so, mm-hmm. because of their workloads. Um, but but because of that, he's maybe been forced to play Brown. Brown's not had any international duty. He's an experienced player. I can see I can see why he's done it. For me, it's not it's not anything to be getting really hit up about. But that you know, twi- Twitter is ne- necessarily a good gauge for <laughs> things to get angry and not angry about. Yeah, I mean, John Kennedy obviously has all the information at hand. He knows who's likely to be around, who's not, who's working hard in training, who's got the right attitude and different things. I mean, Sinky, do you think, you know, even just looking at last night in isolation against Falkirk, do you think he got it right in terms of A, the, a, the 11, and B, the nine subs that he put on the bench? Absolutely. I think he's, he's, he's for me, he's come in and he's, he's, he's kind of taken over for Lennon, but I can see, there's more positives um, with the way the team's playing, but I, like, resting, they, they boys needed the rest. We've been saying that for a, for a long time, especially in the Big Eggers situation. I, I want Brown to play every game to the end of the season. Um, as, as you love, if you love Griff, I've got an emotional connection to Brown, uh, and I'm, on, I'm absolutely gutted that he's he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is the right time. But you, you mentioned going back to going back to him. I've said about McGregor. What else has he got to achieve? It's Celtic. Uh, it's kind of the motivation. And he uh, is at the prime and the Premiership. The big lights of the, the Premiership. I can see that there. But in terms of that team and the way it was set up, I, 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 I got it right. Definitely for for a game of Falkirk. And no disrespect to Falkirk. Definitely the right eleven. Hundred percent. See, somebody's also mentioned the fact that it was a second string Falkirk. You only find that out ninety minutes before the game. So you, you prepare all week for it being as strong as you can. You can't just turn in an hour and a half and go, oh, they're not playing such and such. Let's throw in the kids. I uh, can't do that. The, the one thing I would say about him, the point that that, that it was it Kieran? Kieran. Kieran made, is around about youth. Mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, a game like that, there's probably enough scope to, to include a couple of youngsters that you think mm-hmm. might be able to make an impression on, on the squad. Now, whether that's from the bench or actually starting, who knows? But if you think about who would have been fitting that bill through the season, Henderson's away in loan, mm-hmm. Robertson's away in loan. With Harper's away, or well, he signed a pre-contract with somebody else. He's not going to be a, around, and he, he featured in the, the squads. Yeah, Welsh has came in and, and, and cemented a place. Hazards came in and, and featured in the periphery. Um, Tony, Tony Ralston's hanging on in there. I'm thinking of Dembele uh, and Okoflex. Are these guys it, that could it, be around? Uh, you know, they they just haven't came anywhere near. It. Mm-hmm. When you think of all season the team's been in need of that sort of injection and that lift and they two haven't been considered I think that in itself is quite telling because there's people in around the club see them day in day out and haven't thought it necessary to include them yeah we got that uh, I suppose unwelcome uh, chance to see them in January obviously post Dubai uh, Celtic had the two games where they were missing 13 odd first team players and that was a, a, a real chance you know a, a, you know, fortunate for those guys that they all of a sudden were thrown into the first team and nobody really impressed, did they? You know, guys came in and, Welsh, and they were out. Welsh, Welsh is the only one that's... The, he's the only one that survived. Mm. So the, the, the chap that Kieran mentioned was uh, Adam Montgomery. So he, I think he signed a new deal recently. He's uh, in at left-back. There's a suggestion that you could have started Laxar like they did, but I had Montgomery in the bench rather than Taylor. Or, for me, actually, I would rather Taylor started because Laxar isn't going to be here and maybe now's the time to throw... Uh, Taylor back in but like you lads I don't have any huge criticism at no. all of last night I think he done all the right things we created 42 chances right no. people are saying oh this is turgid this is this that and next thing we completely dominated it mm. we were on easy street we scored three goals could and maybe should have scored more but wh- you know what else do you want yeah. after um, international break no, as well Ken- Kennedy definitely got it right definitely got it right I mean that was the right that was the right 11 to play against Falkirk don't get me wrong I mean 
obviously the next game's a, a big and you'll see the you'll see the, the, the big guns coming out for that against um Clove Rangers. Um so uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but definitely like no for me I've no criticism of that 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 eleven that started and mm-hmm. I, I mean he's just when you talk about second I wouldn't I wouldn't even know what the first string Falk up team would look like. I know you can you can <laughs> Team. I wouldn't have known if it was I, a, a first, not, second, or twenty fifth. I'm not big in the the Burns news, even even the Celtic news either. So no, I, I honestly can't. I can't. Um, I can't fault with the. But I, I, it will change. I, it definitely will change throughout the, the Scottish Cups. The, I keep going back to this. The Scottish Cups, the biggie. It's the biggie. Yeah. Big Connor Salmon still running about. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Chris, jeez, yeah. man. Wolf, 34 years young um, but yeah it's interesting because now next up on, on Saturday coming is Livingston at home obviously you lads will want Eddie Howe in the, the dugout for that I'm sure <laughs> yep. uh, Livingston at home uh, then Aberdeen I think in the midweek and then you've got the, the Scottish Cup so just to confirm Celtic will now face Cove Rangers or Covid Rangers away in the fourth Whoa. round Whoa. Whoa. Look, look he's done now. <laughs> that's away uh, in the fourth round of the Scottish Cup on the weekend of 17th of April they made the, the draw for the quarterfinals at the same time, so the winners of that game will then be at home at St Johnson or Clyde the following week, the 24th of April. So they come thick and fast, so also it leaves John Kennedy little room for experiment. You know, yeah, OK, you could throw in somebody against Livingston to try them, but then are you doing another guy out a good game time? And, you know, there, there, there's a couple of big games coming up. Yeah, you finish, we need to finish strong. I honestly, we do. We need, we need to finish strong and... <laughs> As I said, I mean, experimental stuff's all right when you've you've won a league, but when you've conceded a league that we have, we need to just stick stick to our guns and play the play our play our best players. Yeah. Speaking of, Matt, uh, how important do you feel it is to have James Forrest back, looking really energised at this moment in time? Good game against Falkirk. How important could he be in the running? Well, I, th- I think he'll be he'll be pivotal because any time he's in the team, he's pivotal. He's either creating chances or he's, he's scoring goals. So. Um, that's just what James Forrest does. His overall play is subject to quite a considerable amount of cri- criticism from a, a vocal minority of the, the support. Um, it's something that frustrates me when I go to Celtic Park and I hear some of the, the, the stick that he gets. But what is undeniable is that we're a better team mm. with him in it than out of it. Sinky, mm-hmm. what do you think? He's obviously, you know, come back and that was his first start. He hadn't started in 34 games, missed 34 games. That's huge, isn't it? And it was good to see him back and looking energetic and getting his goal against Falkirk. No, I, I do. I like him and we definitely have missed him. Um, I know he gets a lot of criticism, but being, being in that position, playing in the wing, it's very hard to be consistently turning in performances, getting eights every game or nines. So, no, it's good to have him back. And when you see me flashes of him, cutting, cutting in for the left-hand side for the goals. Aye, it's good mm. to get him. And we need, we need, we need, we need players like him. Like he's been about for a long time, and I believe like we have definitely missed him, hundred yeah. percent. Guys like him and, and Turnbull, for example, haven't really had a chance to play together. So it'll be interesting to see if they can start to form a partnership mm. in the coming couple of games. Well, yeah. If you think about that, you know the likes of Welsh, Julian, assuming he comes back fit, Turnbull, Forrest, Rogic. You know, there's still enough of a, mm. a nucleus there who know the demands of, of the club for new players coming in so that they're, they're brought up to speed because that's a very obvious thing. Players won't necessarily be used to the pressure and scrutiny you're under point at Celtic where you need to go out and win every game. You know, drawn one each away, Dundee, you know, you've bit of travel and you're back down the road thinking that's a good result. Mm. Celtic fans are just demanding relentless, <laughs> a relentless winning machine. Now, we've been fairly lucky in the past four, four and a bit years we have had that. Um, but we've faltered at the the, the uh, most critical point point this season. So we we have to bear in mind that it's important 
to keep as many good players as possible that understand what the demands are going to be. We haven't mentioned the likes of Christie, Ayer, um, McGregor. There we, we, we touched on. You know they, they would all they would all still have a part to play for me, and and the hope is that whoever comes in can can retain the services of those players. The counter argument to that is that squad is a squad that's let us down this season. Now, ha- have they just been asked to go to the well once too often, and it's now time for that natural break up to to go and build again? I, I would say that that's that's how it's it's feeling to me. Brown leaving is is a sore one, but. It, it was going to happen at some point, so why not now, when there is a bit of a clear the decks and the new manager can come in and, and put his print on things? Mm. I mean, there, there's that well-told story that one of the first moves Brendan Rodgers made was to, I think, invite Scott Brown to London and mm-hmm. took him for dinner or whatever, and laid down his plans and, and his demands as to how it was all going to play out and, and you know, made sure that, that Brown fully bought into it, knowing that he was the leader in the dressing room and that he could carry the message for him. If Eddie comes in, as expected... Who's his Scott Brown? Tony Wilson. If Tony's unavailable, uh, it, you would say McGregor based mm. on this season. But if um, well, maybe if, if who's coming up for Bournemouth, Leicester's in the Midlands, so could meet, maybe, meet halfway. Meet him at what is it? Not sort M six. No idea. I don't know. I didn't think I'd have to have that knowledge for today's <laughs> podcast. Um, so uh, Sandback was that Junction Junction Eight? Um, <laughs> not the. <laughs> The, uh, it's, it's, it's probably going to be, be Julian I would say Julian or Forrest The bottom line is I've asked a question You've had to pause and think about it There's nobody that you go Well oh. it would be such and such with it. I always pause and think And I'll ask the question Tino Aye, for, A wise man For me he's, 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 If he comes in just now He's going to use Brown Like He'd probably have that But for me McGregor would be the, Obviously the automatic choice But I'd love to see him engage I mean Engaging like a big ayer Do you know what I mean Stuff people are like That would be a real hope So you know Everyone presumes And probably ourselves included That ayer's off But I wonder if Eddie Howe, so if he does get his feet under the table in the coming weeks, I wonder if he could approach a Chris Iyer and say, hey, let's have a, you know, a sit-down chat, you and I. What's your plans? Where are you looking to go in the game? You know, How are you wanting to, to frame your career? And he could pot- potentially conf- you know, convince a guy like that to be the next skipper. Mm-hmm. You know, Sell him on the dream and say, this is what I do for players. This is how we'll work. I want you to be the, the talisman for us moving forward. Do you fancy a season with Steve Cook? Steve, Steve Cook, yeah. I, I know nothing about this guy out with just his name that I've learned uh, recently. Maybe get him and Dominic Solanke up for 20 odd million and no. we can see how they play out. But yeah, any manager, you know, Rogers or dare I say Stephen Gerrard or whatever, you need your Scott Brown guy. You mm-hmm. need your guy to come in and, and sell the message and for them to then carry that message throughout your dressing room. At the moment, I think it's fair to say we don't have a stick on for that no. and that's the most important thing whether Eddie Howe goes out and, and brings in somebody that he knows and trusts whether it be a former captain of his or somebody he knows well from his premiership time mm. or his championship time but that I think is going to be one of the most pivotal relationships moving forward uh, definitely I mean the, the relationship between a captain and a manager's like that's their that's their go-to that's their, their spokesperson in the dressing room but obviously we know what Scott Brown the qualities he brings and that's a, a massive massive loss there, there is nobody there there's only, I'll come back to what I say, there's only one Scott Brown. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're a rare be- breed. Um, guy, guys, like, guys like that, captains like that. Um, I mean, you hear a lot of the stories about like, ex-former players telling like how good he was. I mean, you've seen the stuff when he, when he announced he was going, like the compliments he was getting about the type of captain he was on and off the park. He's, yeah, honestly, great great yeah. representative of the club. Hard to replace. I've seen him, I've seen something about Van Dyke. 
coming back just the <laughs> I, I wish um, just about people that had been influential in his career and they, they were just kind of flashing them up on a, on a screen they were showing when Brown came up and he just burst out laughing and he was saying absolute madman but what, what came across is that he drilled in to the players what the required standard was how it was what was expected of you need you need time on every game. Simple yeah. as that. And and that's that that's what we need. We need enough players there to understand that and get it. But we still need a freshness. Mm-hmm. That, that's the kind of counterpoint mm-hmm. I'm trying to make is we, we do need that freshness. We do need to call the decks and we do need to get fresh people in because for too long we've carried a huge wage, wage bill and players who are clearly substandard still in and around the fringes of the squad, going out on loan and then never seen any game time. Get rid of them, get them off the wage bill. Get in for them what you can. Give a war chest to the new manager. Bring his own people in with a clear structure, a clear vision, a clear plan, and get us all excited again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think just you know to, to stay on the Scott Brown point very briefly. Very, very, very hard act to follow. Big, big, uh, you know, challenge for Eddie Howe. But that's what he'll be paid for. His mm. job will be to find the new Scott Brown, and uh, hopefully, it's something he can do very early on in his tenure. If he's given the job, of course. <laughs> so, uh, final question for you lads. First of all, are you taking Tuesday morning off for the big announcement? And are we going to meet somewhere at a safe social distance to welcome Eddie to the club? <laughs> I've got my fireworks ready. <laughs> <laughs> D fireworks. Yeah. fireworks. Any final thoughts, Sinky, as we start to wrap things up? Um, everything crossed. Optimistic, positive thoughts. Let's let's get him in. I know you're sceptical about bringing him in ASAP, but I, I would love to have a wee announcement Tuesday or Wednesday um, with a new guy. Yep. Muff. Bit of, bit of a sink just hoping there's something something announced fairly soon because I have got the fear <laughs> the Richard Gear. let's see how that plays out so following a lengthy wait are we now on the cusp of seeing a huge statement by the Celtic board and announcing Eddie Howe as the man to take us forward the fiver I bet on Enzo Maresca at 25-1 to 1 back in February sadly seems like an investment I won't be seeing again but that'll be a small price to pay if we now see the Eddie Howe revolution kick into gear in the days ahead thanks to Miff and Sinke for joining me on today's episode of the Celtic Exchange and if you're enjoying the show please support us by following and leaving a review on Apple, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts it really does make a big difference to what we do my thanks as always for listening and maybe maybe we'll be back later this week with our Eddie Howe special episode watch this space Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts.